construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. All right, this is the Flagstick Podcast. It is presented by Ping Golf Canada. If you're looking to improve your game, then you need to check out the entire family of G425 drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, and irons at ca.ping.com. I am your host or one of your hosts, Jeff Botter, publisher and founder of Flagstick Golf Magazine, flagstick.com. And with me, as always, and back in the saddle after another <laughs> uh, another one week, va- well, I say I Vaca- just about said no, vacation hey, is no, not a vacation. No vacation Sorry, yeah. a one week trip. Yeah, this time out west. Right, the east the last time, west this time. Scott McLeod is with me. How you Scott, doing, Jeffrey? I'm good. <laughs> are you uh, are you somewhat rested, uh, uh, recovered, and uh, and ready to tackle? Uh, I'm ready to tackle the podcast. podcast. I, I will not say I'm fully rested yet, but I don't know when you ever are during the mm-hmm. golf season. But uh, yeah, my trip uh, west to uh, British Columbia uh, to uh, Whistler was uh, pretty good. Got a couple of rounds in there. Get to nice. spend some time with uh, some other media folks. And as we'll get to uh, in this show, uh, some time with the uh, the team at Adidas Golf looking at some products uh, as well and testing some products in a unique way, which was kind of fun. Now, unlike the new Brun- the the uh, the trip out east, yeah. um, this one was this one was not so much of a golf uh, familiarization trip. This was right. a, a product uh, a product launch product thing for Adidas Golf Canada. So. Um, Little Jesus different golf worldwide, actually worldwide. So, yeah, a uh, little different. So yes, we do have um, uh, we do have your your interview uh, with uh, global golf product manager uh, Sarah Marai, um, and uh, we're going to play that later in the show. But uh, got some other great things going on in this podcast, especially in the front nine. We got the the Ping Challenge Cup. We got the U O U A Golf Championships coming up. We got Iasa Iasa. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I went to high school, that's what we called it. It's like the E O S S A A Iasa. We got uh, Kevin Haim on the lesson T. Just an amazing show. And this is what happens when you t- when you take a week to do some other things lots, and you come back. It's like all of a sudden it's like okay, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and uh, a lot of stuff to discuss. So you know what? Let's let's just really get right at it uh, and get to the front nine presented uh, by. Our good friends, of course, at Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Looking for fun golf at a great rate. Save 15% when you prepay. Visit MetcalfGolf.com uh, to book. Okay, uh, let's dive in, Scott. The, the Ping Challenge Cup. Now, this is, you want to start with the Ping Challenge Cup? You want yeah, to start with some of the other stuff? Okay, the Ping Challenge Cup. Now, we have to, we have to sort of set the table here. Yeah, um, for sure. Because the Ping Challenge Cup is... Is um, it's the head pro uh, head professionals versus the assistant professionals from the PGA Ottawa Zone. Correct. Um, a team teams are made up over the course of the year. They receive points um, throughout the year for the events that they play in to get them a direct spot, much like a Ryder Cup or a Presidents Cup, on exactly. one of the Ping Challenge Cup teams. Now it gets a little crazy because. You know, there's each team is made up of of uh, main tour event players, uh, senior players, and uh, and there's also uh, uh, the women as well. Uh, women oh, and the women as well. Yeah. Yep. So 
Now, some seniors are head pros, some seniors are assistant pros. We don't really, they could be on either team at any given year, depending on, on where they, you know, where they finished in the point standings and, and whatnot. But uh, once the teams are formed, then um, uh, the local rep for uh, Ping Golf uh, Canada, Andre Boris, chooses his uh, ping his ping picks they call them as opposed yep. to captain's picks we have nothing to do with those the nope. ping picks and then the teams are made and then yep. then once that happens then <laughs> you, you and i you and the i captains yes you and i as the captains of myself a captain of the head professionals and you yep. the captain of the assistant professionals we get to the the honor and the daunting task of pairing <laughs> these players together yeah. Uh, for this year, what was this year was a two day event. Yeah. First day, nine holes of uh, there's better three ball. matches in total. Yeah. First day, it's nine holes of better ball, yeah. uh, best ball, and uh, this and the nine holes in the afternoon uh, or following that is uh, uh, alternate, alternate shot, shot. Chapman yeah. modified Chapman, and then day two singles mono and, mono yeah one on one. Uh, and it can be uh, uh, some of those matches can be very. <laughs> those are those are fun because, yes. you know, uh, the thing is, we always get requests as well. I mean, the fact that, you know, we obviously, you know, take care of the pairings is, is a fun thing. But we certainly get a few requests where, you know, the president of the zone wants to take on the vice president of the zone. Yeah. Two people that used to work with each other want to go after each other. An assistant pro and a head pro want to play against each other. So, um, yeah, it, it makes it really interesting. And to hear some of those requests come in. And then, you know, as you said, having two days this year changed the dynamic a little bit. The fact yeah. that um, we had a wider range of choices uh, of what how to set up the matches on the, on the second day and yeah. um a lot of guys look forward to this uh, a lot of guys and girls now um look forward to this just because you know it's sort of a reward for a season long you know of good play mm -hmm. um getting you know the picks having that sort of friendly rivalry there's no purse for this event we'll, no we'll we'll make that known um but it's pride it's pride that's on the line whether that's at an individual level or at a team level. And that, and that's one of the hard parts that you find out, uh, you know, watching and playing at each individual player, you know, they can only take care of their own. That's about it. Mm -hmm. But they, they want to do well for their team, for sure. Now, the thing is, yes, you say there's no purse for this. Um, uh, there is a trophy. There is a trophy. And it's a beautiful trophy, and it's going to look very, very nice in Boo. my office. Boo. For, for, <laughs> yeah, for a change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the great thing about the Ping Challenge Cup too is that this is not one of those uh, President's Cup deals where it's, you know, uh, lopsided to one side over another side for so many years. This is generally uh, not. Generally this year not. we went in. Uh, HPs were up six five. Yeah. Uh, so there, the the opportunity was there. The door had swung wide open for the APs. Uh, I think, to, I, think uh, it, I think it hit hit us in the face. Yeah, the, the door, yeah, I think the door was spring loaded when you opened it, and it came back and slammed oh, you. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, so the op the opportunity was there to take uh, and even up the uh, the series, but uh, unfortunately for the APs and very fortunate for the uh, my Not HPs, um, the HPs won, and yep. uh, we're now up seven five, um, yep. sixteen That's to eight. Cool. I know uh, it was the total. Hey. Now, it was the opening day that really killed it because if you look at the singles yeah. matches on on the on day two, the singles matches were pretty even. Um, split. Yeah, there was seven seven five for the single matches, but yeah, we were we were down nine three after the opening day. Yeah, 
so in a bit of a hole. And we should say this year, you know, it was hosted at the Highlands Golf Club, which is yes. the first time for them hosting it. Uh, shout out to Matt Clitheroe, uh, Perry, all the team, Mark Combe, all the team over there. They did a fantastic job. The course was in fantastic shape, I have to say. Um, greens were really good. Um, just yeah, I, I, I was very impressed. I hadn't spent a lot of time before on the south course there. Uh, in fact, I think I only played there once, and it was 20-some-odd years ago. So uh, went in a little bit blind there, and we can talk uh, why that may have been more important, <laughs> especially for me uh, going this year versus other yeah. years. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was in great shape, and, and everybody really enjoyed it. Now, unfortunately, um, should say uh, this is the first year in the uh, in the twelve years um, of the uh, of the Ping Challenge Cup that I was not able to be in attendance. Um, but Good thank goodness, in spirit, yes, thank goodness for Golf Genius. Mm -hmm. uh, the The wonderful Golf Genius uh, tournament software allowed uh, myself and pretty much anybody that wanted to to follow the matches live as they were uh, they were happening. So I was well aware of what was going on and what was at stake from match yeah. to match. So, um, you know, unfortunately I was, uh, uh unable to attend, but, uh, yep. looking very much forward to being able to be back in my captain's, uh, cart chair. Now, who knows, maybe there, now there was the, the possibility, um, mm -hmm. that you and I were going to end up <laughs> having a captain versus captain match. Um, I think there's a lot of people that were excited about that possibility. And actually, you I'm know, sure you were, you were looking for a guaranteed point. There's a lot of discussion about that and how much they wanted to see that as part of the event. Uh, maybe that we, really maybe cool. we just, you know, maybe we just don't, maybe we just make it so that it's, you know, going into next year We just make it so that it actually is a thing. Um, yeah, that it's know. not a, you know, it's not a, uh, me filling a spot, you know, right. kind of thing. Let's just make it a thing. The match, yeah. the match has got to happen. Which I ended up doing, filling a yes, spot. Yes, you did. You took a spot and you played as a playing captain for the first time in 12 years. And, uh, you know, congratulations. Uh, you did, you did take down, uh, Colin Orr. Um, that's a big takedown. You know, Colin's, uh, Colin's a, a good, a good player and, you took him down through, I think three and two, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a we had a good match. I mean, first off, the you know day one, I partnered with Sean Banfield, and we played uh, Dan McNeely. Dan McNeely and uh, Colin uh, did not succeed there. Tried as we might, I mean, we birdied three of the first six holes, but you know, Colin was making every putt, and you know, we had them. We had them early on in the first match. We were we were uh, up one through seven, and then. Uh, we lost eight and they won nine. Notice how I said that? Mm -hmm. We lost eight, they won nine. Dan McNeely drove the green on the par four uh, and two putted for, for a birdie there. And then, uh, yeah, so unfortunately we didn't get it there. Fun the second day, as yeah. you mentioned. Go out in singles matches. Uh, I'll have to say, you know, it's like any tournament. You all feel a little bit of nerves. And again, having not played the South Course in many, many years, didn't really remember it. Uh, kind of forgot how narrow it is yeah, in a lot of, a lot of yeah, parts. Um, so really had to depend on uh, the tee ball more than anything. But uh, it was the putter that got hot for me and, you know, kind of kept me in it. And uh, was I was fortunate to get a, you know, a three and two victory there. So that felt good. It was nice to not only compete. And obviously I've, I've played some zone events, but uh, 
um, to do it in the in the team format where your you know your team is depending on you. Um, but unfortunately, it wasn't it wasn't enough overall. Hey, when I did, came you... in, I'm like, hey, I got my point, and then everybody's like hanging their head, going, oh, I guess I didn't get mine. I was like, oh boy. So but, yeah, because yeah. it's early matches, you needed to take uh, you needed to take some uh, some of those yeah. points early on because we only needed four on date on the second day to yeah. To I will say though, the other thing was our, our pairing for the uh, the final day in our group. Uh, we had Executive Director Caroline Baxter. Uh, with us and uh, Sarah Landry, who's uh, over at uh, Rivermead now. Wonderful to play with those two. This is the first time uh, women have been included as a part of the uh, tournament, which is fantastic as far mm-hmm. as playing and teams. And we hope to see more of that. We don't have a lot of female members of the zone, but uh, nice to see uh, at least a couple there representing uh, their their clubs and themselves. And um, it made for a great day, uh, you know, fine players. Uh, and, and good to see and, and made for overall a great experience for me. Cool. Um, all right. So just to recap, uh, HP's victory 16 to 8 oh, uh, after a 9 3 opening. Painful day. to hear that. Yeah. And <laughs> HP's are now up seven um, ping seven challenge five. cups to five. Yeah. So yeah. I'll get that trophy back from you soon and I will get that engraved and I will get mm. that displayed proudly in my office. Um, and then maybe, maybe we can talk to Highlands if Highlands is going to host uh, now for a bit. Maybe we can talk to them about getting a, a spot to display the trophy at the club. Yeah. Um, as it was at Greyhawk when we were hosted there. For sure. All right. Um, what's next, Scott? What's next? Sorry, I got to collect well, my I'm, I'm at the excitement well, of the of, speak, speaking, of, speaking of Highlands, they have another event coming up there. Another big oh, significant right, the, event. Uh, the OUAs. Correct. So the uh, Ontario University uh, Golf Championship, uh, you know, they don't play a lot of events in the uh, Ontario University circuit. It's kind of a split for Canadian colleges and universities. Uh, Colleges have their separate event, the OCAAs, which happened uh, this past week in the Niagara region. Uh, The universities kind of have a schedule, normally three to four events sort of in the fall. And then the Canadian University College Championships, which is combined, happens in the springtime. So, um, but you know what? Uh, that OUA, that Ontario Championship, where we'll see the top universities from around the province, their golf teams, they'll be coming to Highlands on nice. October 15th, 16th. Uh, and as I mentioned, you know, the courses are in great shape and, and uh, you know, uh, the team there is is certainly top notch and they're excited about having the event there. So uh, nice to see that event come to Ottawa because I'm not sure uh, when was the last time it actually was in Ottawa. Yeah, that's great. Good venue for it. It's awesome. Yeah, Definitely. Sticking with the school theme, yes, um, sir. Yasa wrapped up uh, at uh, Upper Canada yeah. um, over the weekend, and um, Carter Jarrett, yeah, pretty Renfrew's awesome. Carter, Renfrew's Carter Jarrett, he, uh, you know, who had some uh, injury issues at mm-hmm. our, uh, our, uh, our our two ball championship, but uh, uh, you know, Hart Carter plays out of Renfrew Golf Club. He won the boys championship there at Upper Canada on October third, and then. Uh, Avery Foy, uh, who's a member at Homestead at Wolf Ridge, which, you know, I, I can say, you know, I haven't seen her name a lot before. So it's always nice to see a lot of newcomers coming in. She won the girls' side of it. Uh, she plays at Bishop Smith up in the uh, upper Ottawa Valley. Uh, so nice to see there for sure. Um, okay. And uh, uh, Lauren Gervais uh, yes. from Nepean, um, yeah. she got her first, uh, her first uh, collegiate victory uh, recently as well. Yeah, so uh, Lauren, uh, if a lot of people should be familiar with her name. She's, uh, I think she's won an OVJ title of some sort every year for the last six. 
but she's a freshman at Davenport University down in Michigan. And uh, she won medalist honors uh, for her Panthers team at the Lewis Flyer Intercollegiate uh, last week, which was played at Cog Hill wow. uh, in Illinois. So if people are, are not familiar with Cog Hill, you want to look it up. Very difficult golf course, very challenging golf course, has a long history of hosting PGA Tour events. Uh, she played brilliantly uh, in, within her play, and uh, she basically um, uh, parred the final seven holes to hold off uh, another player and win by four shots. So good for her. That's uh, only her second, I think, event into the season. And to have that individual victory uh, is great for her. Obviously, it boosts your confidence as a player. And it's nice to see more of the Ottawa kids that are just getting down and, and playing, you know, college and university golf, both in the U.S. and Canada, uh, finding success. Cool. All right. Well, we powered through, Scott. We powered through that front nine pretty easily. Um, and uh, <laughs> I we should mention what what before just before we mention it. I, I mean, I'm going to ask you the question because this is a question I've actually asked uh, as a poll on flagstick.com. But okay, um, did you play as much golf as you wanted to <laughs> in 2020? I know the answer probably, but uh, you know, it's I, a, it's I, I was a... surprised by our poll answers. So, so what were the what, what did what did the poll reveal? The poll basically said, you know, did you play enough, as much golf as you wanted in 2022? Which, you know, when we asked that same question in 2021, we got a, a you know, a resounding yes. Uh, you know, the majority of the people were on the yes side this year was 60% no. And okay. I, I wonder if that has to do with people, more people going back to work, courses being maybe a little bit busier. So access was a little bit less, or maybe just people traveling more, getting back to routines. Um, but 60% or almost 60%, 59.04 or something like that, uh, said they did not play as much golf as they wanted. Now, for me, I, I would say this. Um, it's kind of a split no and yes. So no, I, I think I wanted to, I, I kind of wanted to play a little bit more around. So um, you're in the 3% of unsures. Yeah, I'm kind of an unsure because I, I, I <clears> think... I think once I started playing little nine holes after supper and stuff like that, like I, that's what I like to do. So once I started right. doing that with, uh, with my, my younger son, Brandon, um, you know, we started playing nine holes after dinner and, and, you know, I, we did that a lot, you know, there were stretches where it was like five, six nights in a row. Sure. Because we could get out on the golf course easier than we could the last couple of years because you didn't right. have to have a tea time to do that. Like you did before, as far as contact tracing stuff. Um, I think the one thing, and Brandon would probably agree with me, is that we wanted to play a little bit more around uh, hmm, travel. courses that travel we haven't more. played. Like, it's more, sure. more travel. Like, we did get down and played Smugs, uh, mm -hmm. Smugglers Glen, um, yeah. but we wanted to go and play some other golf courses. We wanted to get over to Quebec and play up at Tremblant and stuff, and we didn't we didn't get that part of it done. We might still right. before the end of the year, but it is getting colder, and time is getting more limited. So in that respect, no, I didn't play as much. 18 hole away from home golf as I want to, but definitely played enough nine hole yeah. rounds. Uh, what about you? I mean yeah. You know what? I, I think I'm almost exactly the same. I, I managed to get a decent amount of golf in. Um, didn't play a lot of tournaments. I still have a couple of scrambles left here coming up. Um, obviously started to travel a little bit again. So got a few trips in that way, but I would say the same. I didn't play as many, within the region 
Mm-hmm. I sort of hoped, uh, you know, obviously get away for some different events and things like that. But that's not quite the same as casual play yeah. uh, when you want to, whether that be a trip up to the Ottawa Valley or here or there. I mean, uh, yeah, probably didn't play as much of that. And and that was an intention at the start mm-hmm. of the year. Uh, I remember sitting back at the start of the year and going, man, I, I'd like to get out and play some of those golf courses I haven't played uh, in a long, long while. But you just seem to run out of time like well, everyone else. Yeah. And I think if I mean, if I had to pinpoint, I mean, it's a it's an opinion more than anything else as to why those numbers would be, uh, you know, a, obviously a majority. No, um, right. I think it has to do with with a, a all those things that you mentioned combined, I think uh, people had to go back to work. They had to go mm-hmm. back to the office. So they weren't working from home as much. They didn't have that flexibility of going, leaving at, you know, one thirty in the afternoon and, right. and going golfing. Um, I think because of things opening up more, uh, more golf courses hosted more tournaments than they had. I mean, I know for a fact, Agreed. I Agreed. live very close to Metcalf golf club um, yep. right across the street. In fact, and I can tell you for a fact that, that, that golf course was rocking tournaments all year long. Right. Now, in the last year, there were more tournaments there, but not, not. I don't think, and I don't know oh. their numbers, but it didn't seem as tournament busy last year as it did this year, and definitely not as tournament busy um, from two years ago when the whole COVID thing was really, and everybody was just, it was just right. tea times. And yeah. I think that's, so I think that probably plays a big factor, and people went away. There's mm-hmm. no question. I mean, how many people I talk to, and I'm sure you did as well. It's like, oh, we're going away this weekend. Oh, right. we're going away. Oh, we're going away. Oh, we're going away. <clears throat> well, you weren't yeah. talking about doing that the last couple of years. So I think no. now that people are doing that, that's got an effect yeah. on how much golf they're playing as well. Yeah. And I think that really, uh, when people go away as well, that sort of affects their routine more than. Uh, more than just the time away itself. So, you know, they go away for a vacation for a week, then they come back and they're trying to catch up on things. So it mm-hmm. doubles the amount of time that they're actually probably away from their golf course. Um, but yeah, that that seemed to be the trend kind of overall. So yeah, uh, I guess that explains probably a lot why the mm. uh, why the poll ended up probably swung towards the 60% side. But, uh, you know, something to monitor and uh, something to discuss as we go into the year, I definitely starting to see more availability in, in T sheets for sure. And oh, no question, some golf courses that um, maybe weren't looking for members are, are now, you know, seeking some members. So it, it had to happen. I mean, and if anybody, yeah. you know, if anybody inside the industry thought that, that whatever happened the last couple of years was the new the new uh, trend for <laughs> golf. I mean, no. come on, like, yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, not. Tra- like... I'm not trying to be mean or anything. No, but no, you no, ha- no. You have to be pretty. Yeah. You have to be pretty yeah. uh, naive and blind yeah. to see yeah. that this was going to go back to some level of of what it was two years ago. Now, yeah, we're seeing some private clubs that you know that do have full lists and they still have waiting lists and, yeah. and so forth. But uh, definitely on the public side, we're definitely seeing some softer tee sheets and some available availability for memberships. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, hopefully, you know it doesn't go way back to what it was, you know, two, three years ago, but um, some level of some, some type of balance had to happen. And I think, I think we're starting to see that now. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Pay attention to. Okay. Um, We're going to get out quick break, pay some bills. uh, And uh, when we come back, we're going to, we're going to get her, get her interview in. Um, 
and um, we're going to go to the lesson tee, and we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about some outdoor uh, clothing products on Product yes. Watch. Yes. So we'll just leave it. Leave it sort of open ended to say, hey, what are they going to talk about? Uh, but we do have to take a break. So uh, stay with us. You're listening to and watching the Flagstick Podcast, uh, and we'll be right back. At Ping, we're an engineering company. Success is measured in the lab and on your scorecard. We focus on results, your results. In the G425 Max driver, that means more time in the fairway, less time in the rough. It means longer drives, shorter approach shots, and fewer putts. The new G425 drivers, taking MOI to the max. Get fit today. Visit ca.ping.com to learn more about G425. And we are back on the Flagstick Podcast with myself, Jeff Botter, and Scott McLeod. And uh, it is that time in the uh, in the show when we uh, try to help you with your golf game a little bit, if we can. Um, that's not really us that's helping you with your golf game. It's uh, it's either Kevin Haim or Jake Haim that uh, do the fixing on the lesson tee. And we're definitely uh, looking to do some fixing on the lesson tee which is brought to you by the Kevin Haim Golf School. It's always the right, right time to play better golf, whether you need a private lesson, a better short game, some putting help, or even a custom club fitting. Visit kevinhaim.com and remember that better golf is a lot more fun. Now, in this edition of the Lesson Tee, Kevin is going to take the reins, and he is going to show how simply moving your ball position can greatly improve your weight shift. Seems simple enough. Let's find out what he's talking about okay golfers time for a quick tip and today we're talking ball position not a day goes by in my lesson tee that i don't see someone try to put their short irons too far back or get stuck on their back leg to hit you've got to get the golf ball forward in golf i'm going to give you a great drill today to practice that typically i'd like the golf ball under my lead ear so i can move into impact get on my lead leg and rotate and hit that ball solid but here's my drill. Instead of hitting a golf ball off my lead ear, which is, of course, pretty easy for me, I'm going to move the ball seven inches forward. I still address this position, but now it really forces me to move onto my leg and hit that golf ball. Students are amazed you can do that. Try it at home. Move the ball well forward and you'll start getting onto your lead leg. Well, indeed, don't most uh, most of these tips seem simple enough until you actually have to try try and work with it. You, you try to try to execute what uh, what's being told to you, and then actually spend some time working on it. Because if you think for a minute that you're going to do one thing once, and the mer the miracle of the golf swing is going to uh, <laughs> transform you into a superstar, you're sadly mistaken. I, you know more about this than I do, Scott. I mean, I do profess to know a little bit, but you know. Ball position, weight shift. Yeah, well, in this particular uh, case, you know, basically using a drill by moving the uh, the ball basically six or seven inches forward in the stance to try to promote your movement onto your lead side. Uh, you know, a lot of players, as, as Kevin mentioned, sort of uh, make a swing at the golf club, but kind of fall back onto their back foot, trying to help the golf ball in the air. We need them to be moving forward and moving their you know, pressure in their feet towards their, their lead foot. So uh, basically this drill, just by moving golf ball up six, seven inches forward, it 
allows you to kind of or promotes you to kind of chase it a little bit and get get a feel for that movement. So a uh, good little drill there, very simple, very easy to do, um, but really will help the player kind of move that sternum and move their lower body forward in the golf swing where a lot of people think that they, uh, they're they going to have no lateral movement in their golf swing. So uh, again, not something that you want to be doing in your your normal game, uh, but as a drill, very effective uh, for what he's trying to achieve here. Perfect. All right. Well, there you go. Help is on the way once again. Just check out the lesson T, and you can check out all of the lesson T videos and tips on uh, on the Flagstick channel, um, and uh, you'll find all of the individual lesson T's broken out on their own. So you can yep. check those out, or you go to flagstick.com, and we post them all up there as well. So. Yeah, so just search for Flagstick Golf on YouTube, and you'll find them all. Beautiful. So there you go. All right, diving into the back nine in a big way with the uh, um, – Golf Sim Gurus, work on your game all year round in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulator setups built to your specs to fit your budget. Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. And I've said before, now's the time. Like, don't wait any longer because oh, no. I guarantee Andy is busy. He's got a new uh, project yeah. opening up in Kempville with Celtic Golf Center, uh, which we'll have Andy on uh, on an upcoming episode uh, to talk about that facility, brand new facility in Kempville. Um, and he's going to be busy with that uh, uh, you know as well as some installs so uh, if you're looking to yeah. get a simulator you better you better get now get, get on it um you got it all right uh every episode you know the back nine can consist of any number of things and and one of the things we said the last uh in episode 21 uh sounds like a star trek thing in episode 21 of like, <laughs> um in the last episode of flagstick podcast we mentioned that as we enter into the off season around here especially with the weather and stuff that we would be trying to do some different things with bringing in guests yeah. on the podcast doing interviews and playing those interviews and really you know um trying to enhance uh or, or to um what's the word i'm looking for try to uh you know dress i don't up, know jeff <laughs> dress up the show a little bit with some different stuff instead yeah. of just news um and uh we're going to start that off uh scott obviously just got back this is why we missed a week got back from uh, out west and yep. uh and attended the uh, adidas golf worldwide um you know product launch mm -hmm. and uh, had an opportunity to sit down with uh sarah Marai, yep. uh who is the global product director for adidas golf worldwide and yep. um uh, had a great chat with her and we're fortunate that uh, put together this nice interview, and we're going to play that interview that uh, that Scott had with Sarah right now on Flagstick Podcast. Take a listen to this. All right, we're here for a, a launch today in Whistler, BC. How long have you been working on this project? So I've been working on fleece. Oh gosh, so we work on an eighteen-month time frame. So right now we're working on starting fall twenty-four. So we've been working on this for. A year and a half two years <laughs> what, what's it feel like to finally sort of uh, get it uncovered a little bit even just to the media yeah I mean I love it to see you guys walking around in some of the apparel because you know typically we just see it in fittings I don't really see it on body so it's so cool to see it on body on different bodies and to see how different people kind of style it and make it their own so it's really fun to see it actually come to life 
And what was the concept that you were going for when you came into this project? Yeah, so obviously the world has changed and golf consumers have changed and really expecting different things from their wardrobe. They don't always want their typical golf gear. They want stuff that makes them feel a little bit more comfortable, stuff they can maybe wear off the course. Um, so really kind of inspired by outdoor and what's going on in the streets and taking that love of fleece, which everyone loves because it's cozy, it looks cool, and how do we make that performance in Adidas? And so really infusing some of those fleece pieces with style and technology and then bringing them to the golf course. So do you look within uh, you know, the Adidas family for some other inspiration or where do you look for normally? I mean, I think inspiration honestly comes from everywhere. Obviously there's you know originals and Adidas is very cool. There's a lot of like crossover between skate and golf going on right now, which is fun to see. Um, outdoor, obviously we have a great um, outdoor business unit that does really great things with outdoor, but still we need to make it work for golf. Um, some of the needs for the outdoor business or the skate business aren't the same so kind of taking what they're doing but making sure we're doing what's right for golf but then also looking to the street you know we used to say that golf fashion industry is a little bit slower and I don't think we can say that anymore there's so much trend and fashion and street that's being brought and golf is actually cool you're seeing golf influence other you know business units or other brands or other um, apparel too so that's really fun to kind of see the influence that golf has had in fashion as well nice that's interesting you know even within that when you start to look at the individual pieces were there certain places that you needed or wanted to go especially when you looked at the golf market and said hey you know what that's missing there I, I think I need to you know tackle that yeah so I mean if you look at specifically the coat I think there hasn't been something like that done in golf and actually that's the brainchild of my boss Sean Madigan is he is definitely on trend and on fashion it was like I want I want something that I would wear off the course that I can wear on the course so how can we make this chore coat for golf so it's got stretch woven it has DWR the fleece is really great stretch and recovery so we really wanted to kind of build those pieces for people that want something that kind of represents who they are on and off the golf course so fashion is obviously important it obviously influences how people you know look at product technology is super important as well um, why don't you kind of outline some of the technologies that have gone into some of the pieces that yeah. are part of this collection? So we are a performance golf brand. I mean, number one, has everything has to perform. Everything has to have some sort of performance benefits, stretch, comfort, uh, DWR. DWR is durable water resistance. Um, there are pieces that are stretch woven, so they have a lot of stretch, a lot of recovery, but the water will kind of beat off of you. Um, we're also launching Rain Ready, which is a three-layer knit, so that's super technical fabric there's a kind of a really soft knit on the outside that's really quiet it has four-way stretch and it's water um, water resistant so the water kind of beads off of it so the water isn't absorbed and doesn't get heavy the second layer is a PU uh, membrane and then the third layer is just another knit so it fits really soft against your skin um, so there's just a lot of different kind of technical pieces that um, are coming to life this season. And it's a pretty wide-ranging collection. There are a lot of pieces that are in there. Um, how hard is it to kind of maybe control yourself a little bit <laughs> when you look at the collection, you start creating, you start looking at a lot of pieces, you know, you want to make more and more, but you know, it obviously has to be effective for your retailers and everything. How do you sort of narrow down the collection? Yeah, I mean, there, it, it, 
is not easy because they're all my children, right? So yes, I love every single one of them the yeah. same. Um, and we really try and balance it. So while we do have some of these more progressive pieces, the chore coat, the printed crew, we still understand that golfers need their traditional quarter zips. So it's really kind of a balance of where we can push, how many things we want to push, um, and then balancing it with you know some of the more core basic needs of the golfer as well. So I, I don't know that there's an easy answer to um, how we you know kind of understand what we need, but we we have a good idea of you know how many different quarter zips we can sell and what people are looking for from us. But I mean, ultimately, I would love to make a lot of things because layering is so fun there's so many different things you can do versus you know polos are a little bit trickier within the process for development obviously you have a lot of resources with your team to kind of lean on uh, how often do you bring in sort of advice uh, from average golfers maybe some of the adidas professional staff mm -hmm. other other people other voices outside the company yeah i mean all the time it's super important to listen to everyone i mean i'm not a, a male golfer and i work on the men's product line so i need to listen to the men the male golfer i need to understand our consumer um, my husband is a golfer and he tells me every single day at dinner so, I mean, every day I listen, no. Um, we start out our creation process, kind of talking to the consumer, listening to the consumer. We obviously have a lot of golfers in our building. Um, we're in Carlsbad, we're, so we're so close to a lot of the other golf businesses. But definitely, it's so important to, to listen to the consumer. I'll go online and read reviews and understand what people are saying. So, it it's built for the consumer, so we need to listen to the consumer. You mentioned going online, you know, what's the influence there as far as social media and the trends that you kind of see there? I mean, it's really fun with some of the influencers like a Matt Cardis to, uh, to see how he wears his product or how he styles his product. And so, and also, you know, listening to him and the way he wears our product and some of his needs. And, you know, we talk to him a lot about how do you want your cuffs? Cuffs are mm -hmm. so important because, you know, you push your cuff up or, yeah. you know, how, how much stretch or how much your pant fit so it's right. really important to, to look at these guys to see how they're styling and kind of take a little bit of a step back and just listen you know like you were saying mm -hmm. but listen through a social media lens and, and look at how everyone is actually wearing the product nice and uh, lastly you know what are the decisions that go into color palettes for you as far as especially this collection in particular so actually we get um, Global Adidas has a trend team and they are looking at color for all of the business units and so they are way far in advance and they kind of will tell us here's your seasonal palette and then our design team takes those seasonal colors and really understands what will work for the golf market and how to pair those up for the golf market because golfers are a little bit different than you know running and training so how do we use all of the information that we've been given from the Adidas trend team to and apply it to golf so the, our design team works on that. Perfect. Thank you very much. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you so much. Well, definitely, this is a sign of things to come on this podcast, these kinds of interviews. This is going to be a lot of fun this uh, this offseason. For sure. Um, what a, a great, Scott. Maybe, you, you know, now that they, we've played the interview, maybe you can kind of sum it up. Yeah, really, uh, you know, I went out to uh, Whistler, BC, uh, you know, Adidas uh, brought uh, basically media people, some influencers, all sorts of different people in there, uh, debuting this fleece and fairways uh, product line, uh, really showing some fun ways to incorporate fleece into their outerwear, 
they're rain ready uh, wear as well. They had uh, really unique rain wear, which you know, we didn't mention in there, but we ended up testing it. Um, they were hoping for some weather out there, but we didn't quite get the weather. So they made the weather. Oh my God. And in fact, when we're playing the Chateau Whistler golf course on the third hole, you know, basically the, uh, the cart screen says warning, rain incoming third hole and we're like what what are they talking about and we got there uh one of the superintendents had the big hose out and we had donned all this new rain gear and while they <laughs> ran water all over the place we had to hit shots so um but you know fun fun event nice to spend some time with that uh not only the adidas canada team that we know pretty well but you know, the uh, the design team and, and everybody from the U.S. Uh, get a feel for where they're headed uh, with their products for Adidas Golf. Get a, you know, get a deeper look into their technology, uh, what they're going to be incorporating, not only now, but into the future. Um, just get a better essence uh, for the company and, you know, Obviously, a great setting in, in Whistler, BC. You know, never yeah, going to complain. Never going to complain about that. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was nice of Sarah to sit down and and have a chat about this product, and especially you know for these people, they work on these products as she mentioned. You know, they work on these product cycles way far in advance, so it's nice for them to all of a sudden get to you know see their products out in the wild. Uh, you know, <laughs> in and, the wild like, is that how you and, describe you guys? Yeah, you know, they're working under in their offices under wraps, and and you know to all of a sudden be able able to present them out to uh you know kind of media members and for them to see it and for us to get to spend the time there to to talk to them about their intentions of the product uh with a, a lot of their other team as well so uh fun to do and you know i appreciate sarah taking the time to do that look forward to having more conversations with her and look forward to sharing more of these conversations especially with the golf industry uh with our you know our listeners and and our uh, our um, viewers uh over the uh, the winter months yeah, no, it should it should be good. I mean, I'm 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 really looking forward to how we sort of progress the podcast over the winter uh, off season um, and uh, do some different things. Uh, it should be cool. Um, all right, well, sticking along the lines of product, we do have to uh, jump into Product Watch. Product Watch is uh, brought to you by Greensmere Golf and Country Club. Elevate your game at Greensmere. Choose between two great 18-hole championship courses. Distinctively different, definitely challenging. Visit greensmere.com for more info or to book a tee time. Uh, beautiful fall colors at, at Greensmere, so uh, mm, you'll yeah. enjoy that for sure. Um, Product Watch uh, this episode, Scott. Galloway Bay uh, released a new, uh, their 2023 Rainwear collection, and, and you wanted to talk about um, uh, you know at least one of, one or two of their pieces. Yeah. Yeah, Galway Bay is, uh, you know, if people are not familiar with Galway, it's actually a town in Ireland. This is what it's named after. But, uh, you know, it's a Michigan-based company that's uh, been making outerwear for just over a decade now. Uh, sort of became well-known for some of their lined uh, rain pants, which a lot of people hadn't seen before, but are starting to become common now. But uh, they've got some great new pieces in their 2023 rainwear collection. Uh, was able to get a little bit of a preview of it that we can share. Uh, but one of the key pieces within it uh, is a super lightweight uh, waterproof jacket that's reversible, uh, which is kind of neat because, you know, let's just say a lot of rainwear doesn't have a lot of style to it. It's obviously a lot easier just to get, you know, a black rain suit that, you know, will go with sort of everything rather than something that's a little bit more stylish, but uh, they go a little bit differently in the fact that making these, uh, making these tops sort of reversible so that you get a solid pattern on one side 
and a tartan pattern on the other side. Now, one side is uh, more waterproof than the other, uh, but there's this certainly the characteristics of the, um, you know, the tartan piece on the inside still has some waterproofing, some windproofing capabilities. So uh, they make that not only on a rain jacket, they have a quarter zip polo as well. Um, lots of color choices for the kind of the outside, but uh, nice design too. It's just not a plain jacket. They do a good job with features like a high collar, which people don't really think about a lot and why that's important for rain wear. But, uh, you know, when you're out playing in the rain, one of the places where people tend to get wet is they tend to get water rolling down the back of their neck yeah. from their hats. So it's good to have really good collar protection in the back. And they, they make sure to do that. Um, as I mentioned, uh, good colorways here, good waterproofing, tend to be warmer as well. These are sort of a warmer uh, rainwear. Um, sometimes you get super lightweight rainwear that is good for really in the summer, but I would say Galway really, uh, really shines uh, with their Hydroflex 32 material. That's not only lightweight, but it has some warmth as well. So, you know, if you're planning to go for a trip to Ireland or Scotland, uh, tend to wear your rain gear in the fall or the springtime, probably a really good choice. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see kind of where they go with mm -hmm. some of their product lines. They seem to get better and better every year. Uh, but these reversible jackets are, are pretty solid. Cool. Awesome. Reversible jackets. Yeah, we do tend to get that sort of bone chilling uh, when it does rain, um, you know, especially around here when it does rain in the fall. It's not yeah. um, it's not, not uh, you know, <laughs> very comfortable. No, no, I mean, I'm getting ready for that for a couple of scrambles. I've got on the 16th and the 22nd. I've got two scrambles coming up and I'm sure although our weather has been wonderful the last number of days, I'm sure those particular days will be horrific for weather <laughs> as they always are. I don't and know. I mean, I've heard that I've heard the 16th. You might, you might be okay. I don't know. I don't know about the later one, but second might be a trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know this weekend, I think we're supposed to get uh, a little bit of a, a little cooler uh, coming through Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Gobble, gobble everybody. Um, yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Everywhere. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Turkey day. Um, or your tofu turkey day, whatever your preference, sure. um, and um, yeah, so it's it, it's going to be a little chillier. But I heard it's warming up after that, so Let's maybe go. I get some nice because I'll need it. Because usually you bring out every piece of clothing you own for some of these fall scrambles, <laughs> and uh, while while it's fun to play with, uh, you know, your usual team, and I have a usual team that I play with. Great to get out to the golf courses. The two are going to be at uh, one's at Black Bear Ridge, one's at Catarockwick. Always great to play those golf courses, but. Uh, you know, if we had years where it's, you know, five degrees and it's blowing 80K, mm, get some <laughs> wind in there, you know, it makes it rather challenging. Neither one sure. of those courses would be a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of fun to play in high winds and cold temperatures. That's, uh, they can be challenging for sure. Most of us, Cataraqua is right on the, right on the, um, right on Lake Ontario, right on yeah. Lake Ontario there. So it's, <laughs> That's going to be enjoy. I'm Thank glad you. that I'm not part of your team. <laughs> I might be the last couple of rounds of the year, uh, unfortunately, but uh, we'll we'll see. It is what it is, right? It is fall golf, it. and that's what we do. Uh, is uh, we suck it up and we play. Mm -hmm. Scott, great show. Uh, Thank you, sir. Good, good comeback good after the after the uh, another week. Uh, I, I promise not and... to go away for a while now. Well, you know what? We may, like we said before, we may do this from time to time. We may skip a week here and there and, and drum up some cool interviews and stuff to bring back instead of uh, instead of just coming every week if we've got nothing really cool to talk about. 
there's always something to talk about. It's golf. God, there's always yeah. going to be something to talk about. So anyway, I think so. great show. Well done. Awesome. You too. All right. Listen, we got to get out now. Yep. We're, we've done our business. We're moving on. I am the champion. Um, mm. <laughs> don't pout too much. You didn't win any points. I, so I, I did points. nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. Thanks, HPs, for, I had actually for hit making shots. me look good once again. Yeah. Um, but we got to get out. Go do some other stuff. Uh, thank you to our um, our wonderful sponsors uh, again this week: Metcalf Golf Club, Golf Sim Gurus, Greensmere Golf and Country Club, Kevin Haim Golf School, and the presenting sponsor, Ping Golf Canada. If you're looking to improve your game, then you need to check out, and I mean you need to check out the entire family of G425 drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, and irons at ca.ping.com. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure you are. But hopefully you're enjoying everything uh, that you're watching and hearing on the podcast. Be sure to follow us across all of the social media networks because we got them all. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Like us. Click the notification bell. Make sure that you never miss any episodes of the podcast. Get over to flagstick.com. It may be the off-season, but we don't stop working. We don't stop putting stuff up there. So you're going to find great golf content every single day delivered right for you. Um, while I'm thinking about it, subscribe to uh, Flagstick Digest. Because um, then you get, whenever we do drop something new, it comes out three times a week. Whenever we do drop something new, you're going to see it right there and be able to, to kind of click over and link to it. And, and exactly. uh, So do that. Go to flagstick.com and subscribe to Flagstick please. Digest too, please. Uh, as always, appreciate you tuning in. But until next week, I'm Jeff Botter. Scott McLeod. Always remember, go for the stick.